What is going on, everybody? It is episode 64 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. We are uh, re-recording because I, I, I hit the wrong button mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, we have this uh, lo- ongoing tra- tradition where Sundays are just, <laughs> it's just full terrible. of problems. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we, we go there. It's mostly my fault. Uh, I, I over-prepare on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then I usually think it's going to go really smooth and, and easy, and then it usually goes like, whatever the opposite of smooth and easy is, is exactly exactly what happens and that's uh today in fact this one mistake is is a pittance compared to some of the other sundays that mm-hmm. we've had so with uh, fingers crossed the hope is that uh, today goes to today goes just a little bit smoother after this but uh how's your weekend it was okay i bought um i just went like home and i was supposed to have a spa day but we didn't do it. I can't even imagine you taking. You don't even wear makeup. When do you? Since when do you go to spas? Is no, I thing? do it at home. You do? Yeah, I don't oh. like other people like touching me. Well, that's another reason why I was like, I can't really picture you doing because, a spa day. Um, I get picky when people like. So if people offer to do my nails, I get picky how they do it because I have a certain way how I cut my nails mm-hmm. and like how I clean the cuticles and paint it. Because my grandmother, so I grew up. I don't think I've ever seen you do your nails. You because, usually do like just the trim. Oh, I, yeah, I just trimmed them. But um, before I used to paint my nails. Okay, um, interesting. But Whole yeah. other world that I've never experienced. <laughs> yeah, because my grandmother used to own a nail salon, so oh. I know how to do it. Miracle from an alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and I know how to do acrylic nails too. Very, so. very cool. French tips. You do yeah. Some new, okay. That one is so easy to do. It's, uh, do you want me to do that for you? No, I don't. A uh, little bit. I, I don't think I'm the target demographic for French tips. Well, I can do a pedicure for you and a manicure. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Let's not <laughs> and say we did, and uh, we'll just keep going. Yeah. So, uh, if you're ready. I, I, we I get a bunch. We, we get a bunch of stuff to talk about. We're yep. gonna talk about box office. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about Kendall Jenner and uh, beauty privilege. What I call beauty privilege, uh, and I'm and that's fine. Uh, we're gonna talk about the movie Red, and mm-hmm. we're. I was gonna ignore this topic because a bunch of people covered it, and it was really easy clickbait. Um, stuff to cover but there was something that I talked about with Dallas Sanye when uh, I did IRL yeah. where I mentioned something that I wanted to tie back into this in a positive way actually so I'm not going to go the typical uh, I'm not going to hate on it the way that people are hating also, on it. Also don't blame Brett for this topic I brought it up because when we first talked about this movie I searched up what's the meaning behind it or like the story behind it and yep. my prediction was kind of right. It was and, and we will get into it. Uh, we're also going to talk about Jujutsu Kaisen and mm-hmm. you've got some uh, some thoughts on that. I sent you, I caught this one. I sent you this trailer. Yep. Uh, so I say we just go ahead and get right into it and go let's start. Let's do it. Let's start with box office. So mm-hmm. uh, right here we've got uh, weekend estimates and we get uh, $23.25 million for Uncharted retaining the number one spot at the box office this weekend and Dog with $10.13 million. Those are both strong holdovers from last weekend. So mm-hmm. we saw both movies and gave positive ratings to both movies uh, on varying levels of yep. uh, enthusiasm. Miracle was a little bit more tepid. Me, who just wants to see movies that don't lecture me and tell me I'm an awful person, gave them high marks because I love movies that don't try to be something that they're not supposed to be. And Uncharted Mm -hmm. is not supposed to be anything other than an action thriller adventure story. And Dog is just a beautifully semi-emotionally manipulative uh, tale of man and beast Mm -hmm. that uh, I quite enjoyed. Well, it encourages um, people to adopt. Yes. Oh, it, I didn't. Uh, plus, there's a there's a military story in there that's not really strong, but but a lot of military it, um, animals or even police force animals, like 
a lot of them go through this because like they consider them not livable anymore because they already they already like did their service but they don't think they're humane enough to survive in yes. normal society so that's a lot like of a lawsuit waiting to happen too mm-hmm. i'm sure for that it's probably more on legal terms than yeah so like it encourages people to adopt these pets because they're the same thing like our wounded warriors or mm-hmm. our veterans basically they're they need somebody to love them and take care of them yes uh, we're also going to talk heavily about uh, the upcoming The Batman, which Batman. they're really just screwing me over by naming it The Batman, because like, all my words are like, we're going to talk about the upcoming The Batman, not upcoming Batman, the upcoming The Batman. It's the same thing with Suicide Squad. Yes, There's The suicide. suicide Squad, and then The Suicide Squad. Oh my god. Warner Brothers, what you doing? Warner um, Brothers just wants people confused. Just make an Arkham movie. Uh, <laughs> less than a week. Uh, so so we're going to talk about the Batman. With that coming up, we've got a lot of topics. Like I've got another topic that we're going to talk about for the Batman tomorrow relating to the Penguin. But we've got a bunch of stuff. It's going to be a fever pitch most mm-hmm. of the week, I think. I bet you there's, if not one uh, topic covering it a day, <laughs> probably pretty. Yeah, right there. I just had a hiccup. It's okay. Uh, we'll probably cover it pretty extensively this week. Uh, so it says, less than a week ahead of the Batman's hugely anticipated theatrical rollout, major studios opted against releasing any new products in the theaters this weekend, allowing Sony's Uncharted to retain the number one spot in its sophomore frame with an estimated $23.25 million. Another holdover, the Channing Tatum dramedy, I love that term, dramedy, Dramedy. uh, dog, also (laughs) showed strong legs in its second week uh, with making 10.13 million. Uh, So that's really good. And uh, the Foo Fighters horror comedy Studio 666 came out. uh, And uh, Cyrano also came out. And both were, uh, they weren't wide releases. They Mm -hmm. were... They were um, semi-wide. Well, nobody wants to watch Peter Dinklage anymore. No, well, uh, people are still a little upset about the virtue signaling relating to the to the. You're right. Yeah. Just itching. Okay. Yeah. It's All right. Uh, okay. Uh, like people are still a little bit angry about the virtue signaling, and uh, he's always been kind of standoffish, though. So that's like I try to not let it get me. I was never a huge Game of Thrones fan. I watched the first few seasons and never really cared after after the Red Wedding. So mm-hmm. um, after surpassing expectations last weekend with a solid forty four point one million dollar three day tally, Uncharted held well in its sophomore frame with a forty seven percent drop in its, from its debut. That's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. The Tom Holland Mark Wahlberg video video game adaptation seems to have benefited from the strong word of mouth. It's Rotten Tomatoes audience score stands at a winning 90% as well as goodwill from Holland star uh, starring in the star- Spider-Man No Way Home. So he's very topical right now. Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of when we saw Dog, we saw yeah. there was a lot of like guys and girl like, you know, couples mm-hmm. when yeah. we went and saw Uncharted. It was a lot of younger girls, uh, ki- girls and kids mm-hmm. because they love video games. Um, so it says, uh, and over in, in, in Tom Holland is mm-hmm. a, uh, modern day heartthrob. He's just mm-hmm. a very wiry, girly voiced heartthrob that we all love. Yeah. He needs to cut the hair. I'm, I'm sorry. I will rail against the, the nineties, like me, like slightly over the ear haircut that they're bringing back. Well, we need to get rid of it, man. Before Jonathan, TikTok. before Jonathan Taylor Thomas, like literally appears out of nowhere. I, I don't think you know who Jonathan Taylor. Who Th- is that? Oh my goodness. I'm searching this up. This is interesting. She's never seen Home Improvement, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wait. Really? Uh, my goodness, I feel old. It's okay. 
Uh, overseas, Uncharted grossed an estimated $35 million from 64 markets, so that's a strong showing. 64, uh, $4.4 million in the UK. By the way, that's only a 12% drop from, from the weekend previous. Uh, that's very, very good. 24.4, because uh, it did $24.8 million mm-hmm. uh, last weekend. $4.1 million in France, $3 million in Australia, seven, uh, $2.6 million in Germany. Uh, very good showing overall. And it does get a China release on the 14th of March. I will say that uh, I'm one of those people where as much as I wish most of these studios wouldn't work with China yeah. due to the human rights abuses and all the things going on with socio, you know, in the socio-political sphere, I understand that in, in a global economy, business-wise, it's not realistic to believe that they're not going to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. For every movie that uh, makes a billion dollars uh, without China, like The Joker... That's very rare. Yeah. Uh, so for every one of those, there's a hundred that they feel would do better uh, with the China release. My issue is that uh, it tacitly approves of what they're uh, of what they're doing over there, mm-hmm. and also they tend to make a lot of editorial changes to a lot of movies just to be able to release it in that market. And you mentioned to me before when we did the previous run on this that India is really like a lot of people believe that India like I, there was a lot of videos uh, I don't uh, some of them were from clownfish some of them were from other people talking about how India really is uh, probably looked to be the next big market for these companies you know these fortune 500 uh, entertainment companies yeah. to to market to uh, some people think that that's why they did uh, the the Bollywood scene mm-hmm. in uh, in Eternals well, with Kamel Nanjani before that they had like this um weird like pixar short where it's like this kid where he doesn't want to pray with his dad his dad's like asking him to pray Mm -hmm. and then like there's no voices it's just all songs and like all visuals and it's like a cartoon how long ago was this i think this was when it came frozen 2 came out okay so, so a while ago yeah a while ago it came out the same time as olaf's adventures i've never heard of that oh it, it's a cute little spinoff okay olaf but uh basically they have like this little um hindi kind of pixar short and like he's imagining all the hindu gods are actually superheroes okay yeah so i thought that's when the start was but then it disappeared and then eternals came and they did the whole bollywood thing yeah so, so I mean, I really would expect to see more of that, especially because I think mm-hmm. you mentioned like uh, India has the second largest population yep. in the world. Yeah, right. Or number somebody, one or, is China, and then number two is India. Somebody can fact check us on that. I don't know if that's one hundred percent true. Miracle might just be saying that. I don't know. I'll I know India true. is heavily, heavily populated, mm-hmm. uh, so it, it's not hard to believe that that's a strong market that these uh, huge companies that are looking for strong releases from their films to do. And like I said, China has its own box office. They had that one movie that did like way more you know like their, their movies do very well in their you know because it's local stuff right just like mm-hmm. our movies do better here than they yeah. do overseas they have their own individual economy there as far as movies go and very very few american movies are allowed in on account of censorship from the chinese communist party yeah. uh so, so it is what it is but i do want to talk about long-range predictions for the batman which have changed. Uh, uh, okay, let me, let me say they haven't changed, but um, the early ones that I saw mm-hmm. uh, were about 130 to 150 million. Oh, f- 
uh is it this one where i saw that yeah okay so and it's dropped slightly so it mm -hmm. says uh this one this is another uh, box office pro article now the three-day opening prediction is 130 to 170 million that's a 10 percent drop from what they were originally saying mm -hmm. uh and a total uh run of between 330 million to 475 million domestic mm -hmm. that's a nine percent drop but if you go up here to this article from forbes uh and i know omb i know uh he has more than a few issues issues with Scott Mendelson, yep. so I don't know. Uh, what, but he's saying eighty million dollar opening only. Oof. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know which one to buy here. I, I do know that if we go back to uh, the long range pros and cons as to what they listed as the reasons that this movie will do well, yeah. I think that most of them are are on par and are tracking. So it says Batman is argu inarguably one of the most valuable and reliable pop culture icons when it comes to the box office, evidenced by numerous blockbuster performances across multiple genres, uh, generations of moviegoers. Uh, from Tim Burton in 1989, when uh, I was only three years old, all the way to Batman vs Superman in 2016, mm -hmm. and I would I would also say that. In most things, Batman is, he's the main character. In mm -hmm. anything Justice League, if Batman's in there, he is going to be the focal point uh, of the movie, at least as far as fan, uh, you know, fan interaction. Mm -hmm. um, excuse me. Advanced tracking, social media activity, and trailer imprints for the Batman are the strongest of any release, excluding Spider-Man No Way Home since the pandemic began. Preliminary metrics align closely with Captain Marvel, which scored the third highest March opening in history with $153.4 million three years ago. Uh, I have seen a lot of promotion for this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and now I remember like, when you search things up on social media, you eventually start curating your own reality, right? Yeah. So I look up a lot of this stuff. So what you see is a product of what you searched beforehand. Yep. And I'm seeing a lot of uh, republishings of the trailers. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing pictures of uh, of Patterson, Pat Patterson, Pattinson, mm -hmm. and Zoe Sal Zoe Saldana. I always I always want to call her Zoe Saldana. Zoe Kravitz uh, at, at premieres. They were at the the uh, British and the France premiere of this movie. Yeah. Uh, in outfits that are so ninety, or at least his outfit is so nineties. I can't even get over it's like got like a three button suit yeah uh it's it's incredible it feels like i'm watching like if it had been taken with a film camera it would feel very 90s mm -hmm. it says uh so so the i think the promotion is right on Right on course. I see a lot of public interest in going to see this movie. Uh, also, a big reason to be uh, positive about this. It says. Uh, <sighs> I think that with Spider-Man, it's more of like a comic book movie, yeah. and this is going to appeal more to the older uh, adult male demographic because mm -hmm. it's more—it's supposed to be a more of a take on realism. And it says, oh, "It says another rebirth of a timeless comic book juggernaut is coupled with a new leading man in Robert Pattinson, and that there's going to be curiosity there. People are going to yeah. want to see whether he does well in that role." I bet you he will because this is a different spin on Batman. It's a younger Batman. I do also think I think you're right, and I like I read some articles that were like, "Oh, look at all the there." Was all this backlash when he got cast i'm like not really there's a couple of like people who don't really know what they're talking about who just think of him as the twilight dude yeah because this is when after the twilight series was over they announced that maybe he's going to play this role and everybody but that like, didn't happen for another four or five years after that yeah it's just people are like twilight's kind of dark but not really the batman's kind of dark but not really maybe robert pattinson would play that role mm -hmm. but remember matt reeves wrote this version of the character with robert pattinson in mind which is really cool i think that's cool when directors and um, writers actually write the uh, actual actor because like nobody else can fill out the roles this is another thing that hollywood likes to do um i watch a lot of podcasts where they talk about it where they're 
they will do casting calls for this um for a certain role they'll tease people they're like oh yeah we need an actor for this role yep. but then when the actual actor they're looking for comes they're like we actually wanted you screw everybody else yep it says young audiences and men of all ages have been in the heart of rebounding of the rebounding box office hits over the past year. The Batman will strongly pull from those bases. The presence of Zoe Patton of Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman and Robert Pattinson's own draw among young women would mm-hmm. further expand the interest in the film. I would argue that Zoe Kravitz is a draw for men too. Yeah, just saying. I feel like she's like okay, rate all the Catwomen. Uh, I don't want to do that. Uh, I, I, Michelle Pfeiffer is still. I, we haven't seen her yet, so Michelle well, Pfeiffer from is the still, trailers. Michelle Pfeiffer is still the number one Catwoman. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, but we haven't seen this yet, so we'll, we'll see. I, in fact, I was one of the few people that liked. Um, what's her name from Halle Berry? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh of course, it's like a. It's, of course, it's like a super famous actress, and I'm drawing a blank because it's okay. This, this but is, um, to answer your question earlier, Brett. I did search it up, and China is number one in the population of Who's the number world. two? N- India. And then number three is the U.S. Number four is Indonesia. Number five, Pakistanian. Uh, Pakistan, I mean. Um, Brazil, Nigeria, Bangladesh, Russia, and Mexico. Okay. I didn't know Russia had a big population. I can't believe I am, uh, <laughs> like, literally, like, I'm having, I'm getting really annoyed right now. It's okay. Of, it's okay. Uh, Let it all out. No. No, 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 no. Keep talking. Keep talking. Um, but yeah, it, it's just weird because like, um, if you actually search up like the countries like, in 2022, China is still holding strong for number one. Um, uh, number two is still India. Number three is still the United States. But then, uh, net change. My God, Anne Hathaway. I couldn't freaking remember Anne Hathaway. Oh, she name. was pretty. Uh in that role i'm now i'm gonna be annoyed for the rest of the episode that i couldn't uh, <laughs> this, is the, this is the problem with doing the show uh people think that you can remember literally everything off the top of your head all the time and i i in person i could probably do that but whenever we're recording i i have the weird blanks uh it's a, so i i would still put uh michelle pfeiffer above anne hathaway and i would put halle berry at the bottom not really her fault uh i i'm not a huge halle berry fan and just about anything she's done except for the john wick movie what about moonfall uh <laughs> that was so good that that doesn't even Count as acting. It's, just, um, <laughs> it's not her fault, though. She is. Uh, uh, she's living proof that um, star power. She's. She, her name is still carries a lot of weight. So, mm-hmm. but that you know that that her in that movie wasn't her fault. That's the Catwoman movie is just a really bad movie. That's not. That's not any I fault. I never watched a, it, any fault so. of hers. So uh, the the cons now. I do want to talk a little bit about. Oh, also Matt Reeves being involved in the Batman is a huge part of it. If you guys have not, if you're going to see the Batman this weekend and you're wondering as to whether a director can excuse me, play a huge role in that. For one, Christopher Nolan gets movies made based on his name alone yeah. uh, and his past track record. But if you want to go uh, see a reason as to why this movie is a good idea through Matt Reeves, go watch his uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy. It is absolutely fantastic and proof that uh, remakes can be done well if they're helmed by the right person telling the right uh, take on the story. So mm-hmm. uh, I give that as a high recommendation. Also, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about one of the, the cons that I can see. Can you quick look me up the runtime? 
for Spider-Man No Way Home. I believe it was two hours and 40-something minutes. But uh, the Batman is two hours and 55 minutes, and that is a long, long runtime. One of the reasons that Batman vs. Superman was so disjointed uh, and edited down is because Warner Brothers didn't want the movie to be as long as Zack Snyder yeah. wanted it to be, which mm-hmm. was close to three hours. They have relented with Matt Reeves and given him more leeway. Yeah. Uh, my hope is that that in, uh, makes the movie better, right? Mm-hmm. That, uh, But for some people who are just not, just don't want to spend three hours sitting, mm-hmm. that may be a drawback for some people. And then to answer your question, it's two hours and 28 minutes. Oh, so that's pre- still pretty short. I mean, yeah. that's short, but two hours and 28 minutes, so it's about two it's and a half hours. It's shorter than Avengers um, Endgame. That one was three hours and two minutes. Okay, so, but that was the culmination of 10 years of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, two hours and 55 minutes for an un, uh, an untested character. My hope is that the promotion uh, is enough to get people on board and to at least give it a shot. Yeah, but that's a like you can fit less showings in a day mm-hmm. when a movie has to take that long to make. Like yeah. one of the reasons they cut movies down and make them shorter is so they can literally fit more mm-hmm. show times per theater per day. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that uh, how it takes on it. Says so the other cons they list are uh, with the appearance what appears to be a noir fill a noir fueled gritty take on Gotham City. It remains to be seen how this version of the character and the world around him walk walk the line between mainstream appeal of any comic book films versus the psychological nature of the more violent aspects of what could be off putting to some of the parents and their kids. They're right mm-hmm. about that. Uh, I don't think they did. Uh, I think they did a fantastic job of marketing this movie as both dark but palatable. Yeah. Meaning there was violence, but it's not so bad that a mom's going to be like, I'm not going to let my my young teenage, my preteen kid go see it. Mm-hmm. Parents are pretty absent-minded when it comes to this stuff these days. That's I think true. a lot of parents will still take their kids to see it. I mean, they're not going to get the eight-year-olds that went to see Spider-Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to get a lot of young, you know, uh, coming-of-age, you know, young men and, you know, That's teenagers, true. so... Just remember, you remember that movie that it's called Sausage Party with Seth yes, Rogen? Yes, I do. Yep. People actually took their kids there because they thought it was a cute little cartoon oh, movie. Oh boy, that's a, a fail. Yep. So it says on a similar smart. note, word of mouth will be crucial for the box office. I, that's one thing that we've. Uh, it says, but I I always interrupt myself. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth is crucial for box office staying yes. power. So the first weekend a movie can survive on marketing and hype alone, mm-hmm. but if you really want those drop offs from week to week to be low, and you want that movie to have Spider Man No Way Home levels of staying power, yeah, you need fantastic word of mouth, and to yeah. do that, it has to actually be a good movie. I think they are on a good track like that with uh, with Matt Reeves making it so mm-hmm. we will see it's going to be a big week we got uh, a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of batman in mm-hmm. in the news this week i think batman. exactly so i love it she does mm-hmm. uh and we're going to go straight from batman into an, a, a little bit of a weirder direction i think kendall's the cutest kardashian you, slash dinner you think kendall is the okay I think she's like the prettiest one because she's the all natural one. Is she is she older or young? She she looks she's, younger. She's um actually older than Kylie. Okay, who's the one with the Pepsi ad? What the pe- the Pepsi? Uh, never mind. Okay, so. <laughs> Hold says, on, I'll um, search that. Okay, up for you. so it says Kendall Jenner is the new cover girl for ID magazine. Oh, and by the way, this the name of this article is from we got this covered. I just chose this one there, but there have been uh loads of places covering this. It says Instagram is apparently cool with Kendra- Kendall Jenner via Kendall Jenner violating its strict nude policy. Mm-hmm, obviously. I went down a rabbit hole of weird articles. That was Kendall. Uh, it was, yeah, it was Kendall. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So uh, I, I went down a rabbit hole of weird articles about uh, IG and their policies on stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Most of 
it related around like um, plus size models and like not being able to like do implied nudity at one point and there was like mm-hmm. a big market like a big change in 2020 like i was like this is really weird like I, yeah I, I it's the depths of the internet well so. she's really pretty good for her that she can show her tatas out she, there so it says uh kendall jenner is the new cover girl for id magazine uh spring 2022 issue and on thursday the 26 year old model posted a series a series of snaps from the fashion shoot however one of the photos is raising eyebrows because jenner appears fully nude it is apparent yet overlook it is an apparent yet overlooked violation of the platform's community guidelines i just want to say she's really smart because i'm actually like looking through her instagram right now she did a smart thing she hit it within because like, like third photo in yeah so because like you can post up to 10 photos in one post yeah so she did a smart thing she hit it in the middle somewhere so like they wouldn't really pay attention to that it would be interesting to figure out whether she knew that or not i mean I, maybe I bet she, just- she will because like her whole family is like business mobile. Very yeah, very business oriented. So it says Jenner appears partially nude in the first two images in the gallery. She did on a diving board on a, in a skimpy bikini on the in the first and topless. Uh, wait, wait, in a skimpy in the first and topless. Wait, that doesn't make sense. So yeah. the first I didn't photo get that one wrong, right? right. No, <laughs> okay, he didn't so, get. Okay, he so, didn't get uh, it let's try it again. I'm just going to read it word for word. Mm-hmm. Jenner appears partially nude in the first two images in the gal in the gallery, seated on a diving board in a skimpy bikini in the first and topless. Okay, and then it says comma save for. A okay, oversized so jacket, jacket in the in second. second. Okay, all right. The, it's this terrible placing of the just, commas. It's just a weird, right? It's just yeah. weird writing. So, 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 and and topless, save for an oversized ja- suit jacket in the second. Mm-hmm. But the third photo is the one that has really caused a stir. It is Jenner as Jenner lays on her side, fully naked, while some tasteful positioning and shadows and shadowing covers her nether reasons. Her nude breasts are on full display. It's a uh, not ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And they're right about that. It is absolutely not. Am- we uh, can't show it here because YouTube will strike us down. But I, uh, I, I, I have the photos. Oh, <laughs> I can access it on your laptop. I, I did it earlier. I, I was able to look at them earlier. But the, the point is that, um, wait, I guess we shouldn't show that, that one Weird. anyways. Uh, but the the point is that she has like this history of taking uh, mm-hmm. risque photos, and I would argue that this is less about. Uh, well, uh, I want to give her props because when Tyler Banks, Tyler Banks, uh, Tyra Banks, Tyra Banks, th- yeah, thank you, Tyra Banks. When she was a model, she said for her, I feel like the peak moment of a model is when they're early 16 to 22, and she's 26 and she's still modeling. Is she still a runway model? I don't know. I mean, because it's, if she's it's still, a little bit different in this day and age now with social mm-hmm. media. Well, I just want to give her props because, like, usually, like, how Tyra Banks says and Leo DiNaro's, um track oh. record of dating, he stops dating people when they're 22 <laughs> because that's the age where they stop being models. Oh, boy. Uh, who? Le- oh, DiCaprio? Yeah, okay, DiCaprio. I, I didn't know who you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. It's unclear how Jenner got past Instagram's strict guidelines. There's a very easy answer for that Mm -hmm. she's very wealthy she's very famous she's very good for their business model so it says which speaking of things that are unambiguous are detailed in full below quote we know there are times when people might want to share nude images that are artistic or creative in nature but for a variety of reasons we don't allow nudity on instagram this includes photos videos and some digitally created content that shows sexual intercourse genitals and close-ups of fully nude buttocks no that's bs because i know this girl um, so I know her younger sister too. So 
this girl that I know, um, you can follow her on Instagram or Twitter, Angel Lee. Um, she has a very stripper name, but that's her parents' fault. But sorry. But no, she's good one, mom and dad. But she's really pretty. But she basically escaped all the Instagram guidelines because, like, she's really pretty. But like, she has a lot of nudity on there. And then her do- her daughter, her sister, who's younger than us by like I think one year or two years, actually did a dancing performance where it had intercourse in it. Sometimes you just get lucky, and they just don't notice. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, like uh, a, a but lot of people, really pretty. A lot of people want to point and say it's because one's good looking, one isn't. I would argue that the people who are less good looking get less attention, so it's less exactly. of a chance of getting deleted. Mm-hmm. Uh, every attractive woman on Instagram that does something that involves uh, spicy images mm-hmm. has something in their page that says like disabled at fifty six k, and then they have to like restart their page because they get deleted because people take issue with their content so they usually have to start the page over again so it says as far as we can tell oh so i'm going to continue this quote so it says uh it also includes some photos of females nipples but photos in the context of breastfeeding birth giving and after birth moments health related situations for example post mastectomy breast cancer awareness or gender confirmation surgery it's literally a virtue signaling checklist you're allowed to do this stuff if you're virtue signaling (laughs) Or an act of protest. Or like, it's literally the virtue signalers. Free uh, the nipples. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly, now. dude. It's, uh, it's like, we'll allow you to do this stuff as long as you're protesting, which is a weird thing to think about because it's like, this is how we've incentivized activism uh, in, in current year by making it socially palatable. By the way, it's not enough to just not be an activist. Mm-hmm. You also should be anti, uh, actively anti-activist. Yeah. That's, that's my belief. <laughs> Uh, as far as we can tell, gender is not uh, gender. Jenner is not breastfeeding or uh, uh, or had recently given birth. No crap, right? Uh, nor is she painting. Uh, oh God. Nor is she a painting or a sculpture. Though with that figure, some might disagree with that last point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's clever. Um, of course, the Ka- the Kardashian Jenner siblings seem to enjoy Instagram privileges that the rest of us mere mortals do not. Recently, Jenner's older sister Kim Kardashian was able to remove a single photo from a grid post without having to take the entire thing down and repost it after getting roasted for the image being photoshopped. Holy crap, that's really that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Next, they'll be able to post like square images in one and vertical images in the next. Yeah. You know, otherwise it, it crops them all the same way. Yep. They're they're not mere mortals. They are the Kardashians and the Jenners. Well, they could be mere mortals if they wanted to. Perhaps. Uh, they I, have the I, money for it. it uh, but that didn't stop people from pointing out an unfair double standard in the comments. Uh, and they're... they're absolutely right but this is the way of the world Mm -hmm. rich people get privilege attractive people get privilege Mm -hmm. uh or get preference in these societies Mm -hmm. that's the way things have always been that's the way things will always be yeah it's the same thing with babies too if you want to test if you're ugly or not (laughs) no No. offense no offense let me continue my thought like hear me out people babies are very very judgmental so like if you're holding an infant or a toddler they react better if you're more attractive so if you're more attractive they are least likely to cry so and that's why they always cry when i'm around oh, they, shit. i don't even have to hold them they just cry when i'm in the room <laughs> oh shut up Brett. you're one, attractive one person commenting under kendall's post wrote me writing a bad word on instagram your account has been banned meanwhile kendall another person asked so wearing clothes is out of fashion now a third questioned nudity well another added you're literally completely naked how are you even allowed to post this Another critic quipped, glad you're able to post nudes on IG when thousands of other women get deleted daily for posting things that aren't even this naked. Keep up the good work. Man, the salt is real with these people. Well, it's because, like, 
imagine you're like a middle-aged mom and like you happen to have a nip slip or like you're like your nether regions you're not the jenners or the kardashians get over it deal with it that's the way of the world exactly it's it's never good i've just been on this thing like i'm just like i'm so Mm -hmm. sick of everyone has to be like uh first of all social media activism is armchair activism at best Mm -hmm. and you're not actually changing anything Mm -hmm. uh and second of all it's like the it's this weird refusal to accept that different people are going to be treated differently Mm -hmm. it's just the way of the world and the jenners and the kardashians are wealthy they bring in this platform a lot of money yeah. they're going to be given special uh, special uh, preference mm-hmm. that you me and other mere mortals will not get that's the way of the world yep uh as the last comment pointed out uh, gratuitously flaunting the rules does uh, the, the flaunting that the rules don't apply to her the timing of jenner's post was rather insensitive considering she uploaded it the same day russia launched a full-scale invasion of ukraine <laughs> i uh, mean okay imagine this what she if- should have posted a, a black square. That would have uh, that would have ended the war. Well, no, no. Imagine this. She just posts his nudes seven days straight. Watch it not happen anymore. We're gonna avoid the crisis. Yep. If, just if, yes, exactly. Just because her nudes. Yep. I want this. To God happen. bless her. <laughs> Bless her. She's a soldier now. Yes. Um, did you see the photos of the Ukrainian Miss, uh, the Miss Ukraine mm-hmm. with the, with an AR-15? Uh, yeah. I think it was a, a, an AK. And she's like, uh, and she like threatened Russia. God bless, God bless her. Oh, um, goodness. But she, uh, Kendall has a history of like, uh, she, she's got risky photos. I found these ones on Lad Bible. This is, uh, Kendall Jenner has faced criticism for her latest. I literally looked up Kendall Jenner photo criticism mm-hmm. and it's everywhere. But this one is these blood soaked photos. Yeah. Uh, it's just creepy. This family's creepy. This is not the only Kardashian slash Jenner to do that. They're Kim good Kar- at it, man. They're good at getting, uh, at, uh, at, at promoting themselves mm-hmm. in, in controversial, but not over the top ways. Well, also, they're not the first, like, she's not the first one to do that. Kim Kardashian first came out with that, you know, the blood mask? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did the blood mask and the placenta mask. And she said it actually helps you because, like, the blood helps, like, your skin, like, even out the redness. And this, I'm sorry, this is Kylie, not Kendall. I... My apologies. It's okay. They kind of look the same. But they're generous. The the point is uh, is that they're generous. So the family itself, because of their status, Mm -hmm. are allowed to have this stuff happen. Uh, but this was the, their original version of uh, of the see even Lad Bible posted the first image, but they didn't post the second one mm-hmm. or the third uh, the third one it says Jenner's photo shoot and interview come just days after Cruz Beckham's controversial photo shoot for the same magazine sparked a debate on double standards. The seventeen year old recently posed. Uh, oh. Oh God! Uh, the seventeen-year-old reason. So they're talking about um, Cruz Beckham. I, do you know who that is? No, let me search up. Real okay. quick. The seventeen-year-old recently posed for uh, ID magazine, where he modeled shirtless in a white bo- in white boxers with jeans rolled uh, rolled down his legs in one frame. The photo shoot was criticized by fans on social media for being inappropriate, given the fact that he is underage. Meanwhile, meaning by law, he is not yet an adult. I love mm-hmm. how they had to put that into parentheses. Like we don't know what it means to be underage. <laughs> We're dumb. Uh, while others believe that the photo shoot would not have been allowed if it was a if a it was a young woman in front of the cover, they're probably right about that. Yeah. The a guy seventeen, no shirt, pants rolled down, sure, I guess. But a woman, no way. That would be considered really inappropriate. Oh my god, racy. I don't want to see it. It's so I don't know. It's very racy. Like I mean, sexual. 
sexual. That's what I mean. Yeah, I know it. I... No, I'm explaining it to people who don't understand. Yes. Well, who doesn't know what that means? Okay, so uh, it's just uh, this is the way of the world, guys. Different people are going to be treated differently. And when you got money and when you bring these platforms in, millions upon millions of eyeballs. How many followers does Kendall Jenner have? Uh, Search up on her Instagram I'm since gonna, you have but it it's not gonna let me. But it's not going to let me go into her okay, page. Okay, um, uh, she has... 220 million followers. When you got 220 million followers, you're going to be treated differently than... Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Schmo, me, who's mm-hmm. got uh, not 220 million followers. Yeah. So that's that's how the world works. So, uh, did, what did you think of the photos? Did they did that uh, were you offended mm-hmm. by the photos? No, because I think she's like the hottest Kardashian slash Jenner, and she's the most natural one. So I'm not offended. I'm Kim all the way. Team Kim, team team KK all the way. I like natural. Uh, Team KK mm-hmm. all the way. But yeah, I see. Go what, back to Kanye, babe. We need you back with Kanye. We need you back. Can you, this be like a all a sick April Fool's joke? Like early April Fool's joke? That is our hope. Yeah. That, uh, that she ends up back with Kanye. But I see what they mean for like the Cruz Beckham one. That one is kind of weird. For uh, for his be- age? Yeah, it's kind of weird for I've his never, I don't even know who that is. So the photo I'm showing Brett right now okay. what the photo looks. It looks like um he's a drug addict in the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, it's you know those his he's got uh, yeah he's in like the the jeans make it a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so if you want to see the article in the photo that I searched up, um mm-hmm. just look for justjarded.com, and it is Cruz Beckham. So it is B E K. I mean C K H A M. Poses in his underwear for a magazine cover debut. Uh, I found it right here. Yep. Yeah, let's. So this is yeah. the photo they're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit weird. Little, it's kind of weird. weird. It's a little bit weird. Um, I kind of see where they're coming from, but then for Kendall, yeah, that's not fair. But I'm saying for a, a guy, a, a, a girl, uh, it would be considered extremely inappropriate for that same photo to be like of a 17-year-old girl. Mm, uh, yes, but there's girls that actually pose like that. I'm not. I'm saying, but for a, a corporate magazine to do that, mm-hmm. it would be considered inappropriate. Yeah, for sure. But no, like it's kind of weird. So you remember the girl that played in Stranger Things, Eleven, Millie Bobby Brown? Yes. So when she barely, like, I think this is when like season two barely came out. Uh, one of the magazines voted her like sexiest woman alive, and she's not even seventeen yet. Well, that's uh, creepy Hollywood being creepy. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Like Hollywood has a lot of double standards and they're really creepy about certain things. Yes, they are. That's never going to go away. Mm -hmm. Hollywood's always been uh, very, very, very creepy. So speaking of creepy, let's talk about, (laughs) let's talk about red. Turning red. Turning red, which Miracle is going to be, she's going to love this. I'm sure. Um, I originally, I, I was going to skip this one. I was going to skip covering this one mm-hmm. because uh, I just thought it was kind of fodder. And it was like, oh God, it's, it's not clickbait, but it's very like easy. Like uh, somebody lets one uh, hang over the top of the plate. You're going to mm-hmm. hit a home run every time. Uh, let's try to, to discuss this from a way that's not so um, reactionary. Yeah. So it says turning red was ap- unapologetic about including, including real conversations about periods. My initial reaction was, I know, I was like, when we first talked about this subject, I was hoping I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping I was wrong, and I was like, oh, it's this cute coming out of 
coming of age story. No, it's about periods, you guys. It's about well, periods. Well, technically, that does fall in line with coming of age story. I know. It's just weird that they have to make it into like a, a, a plot point. But we'll, we'll get into it. So it says, mm -hmm. Turning Red Crew was unapologetic about including conversations about periods. Uh, now, remember, this movie isn't out yet, so we haven't seen it yet. Uh, but uh, these are the articles that are being written about it. It says, according to Turning Red producer Lindsay Collins, the production crew behind Pixar's upcoming puberty-themed film was unapologetic about ensuring that the film included real conversations about periods and about these moments in girls' lives. Mm -hmm. Now, here is why I want to talk about this. Uh, when we were on, or when I was on uh, IRL, mm -hmm. uh, we we talked with Dallas Sanye about... Uh, action movies and the way that uh, we've basically substituted in most of the modern day action movies why you get all these all-female reboots uh, and they think they're doing it for equality purposes but mm -hmm. what it really is is they're just taking stories about typically male things and putting female actresses or actors into that role. Mm -hmm. So you're not actually telling the stories of women. You're telling male stories with female stand-ins. This is at least telling a actual real world female story or dealing with an actual real world female issue mm -hmm. that I can actually, I, I understand it. I get what they're coming from. Is it something I want to see? No, not, not really. really. But yeah, like, could I see you wanting to see this? Sure. I mean, well, maybe. I don't know because I was, you're more open-minded than me. I'm kind of like, I was kind of excited until I read an article. I, you don't have this article pulled up, but there was a different article from a different, um, a different <laughs> website. And they yes. said, this one critic said, I'm happy. This is unapologetically horny. No, I have that article here. Oh, goodness. Variety reviewer, uh, C Courtney Howard praises Pixar's turning red as unapologetically horny. I we'll, we'll get to that. I don't want to know that about, a little kid. I know, right? So it says that the latest film uh, from the popular Disney studio, Turning Red, follows the storyline, the story of Mei Lin, Mei Li, uh, a young Chinese Canadian girl who finds herself in a not so subtle metaphor for female puberty. Turning into a giant red panda anytime she finds herself overwhelmed with strong emotions. Um, Collins revealed uh, at the Pixar dream at the Pixar team's enthusiasm for broaching the topic of menstruation during a promotional interview for Turning Red, given to Polygon's Petrona Red Radulovic. Radulovic. Mm -hmm. Yes. Cool name. Uh, alongside the film's director and co-writer Don Don A. C. She. Uh, I always feel bad with the names, but here's the thing. Okay. It is, uh, what, what's the term they use up here? Um, uh, sh uh, so it says, a not-so-subtle metaphor for female puberty, turning into a red, a giant red panda anytime she finds herself overwhelmed with strong emotions. I want to draw um, attention to one of the worst writers of uh, male puberty, and that's J.K. Rowling, who had yeah. no idea how to write what it means to be a teenage boy. I think at one point, um, referring to uh, Harry's uh, uh, sexual desire is like, or attraction to like Ginny Weasley as like a dragon rising up and sniffing the air, which was just creepy and weird, and, and yes. Uh, she didn't really know how to write teenage boy puberty, so maybe these people will have better luck doing it with female... Uh that was not in the book. I hope that wasn't Yes, book. it was. Oh God. Uh, okay, it, at least it's better than this anime, Parasite. I love this anime, but luckily, um, the anime didn't follow the source material, which is the manga, because um, he had a boner and like his um, 
Thank so, you for that. So what happened was, so in Parasite, obviously in the title, there's a bunch of parasites, but his parasite didn't invade his brain. It invaded his right hand. So <clears> the <throat> the parasite is named Miggity. Um, Should have been called Giggity. <laughs> ah, that's great. Giggity, Giggity. Um, but yeah, so Miggity um, feels the insatiation of his boner and turns into a boner. Oh, God. So luckily the anime series didn't turn yes. didn't do that. They didn't follow it because they're like censorship. So in the anime, they displayed a little joke. He was like, I feel something rising. You're just- <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's how they do it in the, in the Harry Potter one. It's like he's like it felt like a dragon rising to the surface. I'm like, Ugh. Just creepy and weird. I, I don't need to hear that stuff. Like, uh, parents are already bad enough about talking to their kids about this type of stuff. I don't need weirdo writers doing it too. But I will say that I will give them credit. They're not telling a male story with female stand-ins. Mm-hmm. They're telling a story about a young woman's, uh, you know, awakening, I guess. Yeah. Is it something I want to see? No, but not every movie in the world has to be made for me. Yeah. That's the well, beauty of it. My question is, why a red panda? Is it because <laughs> red pandas are more ferocious? Perhaps so. They're I, so cute, but they're mean. Is that is that true? I, I don't know. Let me search it up. Why do you always do that? You're like they're they're so ferocious. They're also, but they're mean. I'm like so. And I, you say that like you're like a panda expert. <laughs> Uh, when you are not a panda expert, you need to look it up and actually know this. Stuff. That's how you build up confidence. Yeah, you, apparently, this, uh, like those memes. It's like when you lie on your resume, but you got the job, and it's like a dog with spots in a thing with a bunch of. Uh, yeah. How do red pandas get angry? Pandas are nocturnal in captivity, so they do not interact with much people, even with raised by hand. Ah. Um, red pandas have been known to get aggressive. Yeah, so they are aggressive. So but that's the metaphor. I love videos of regular pandas eating carrots and regular pandas uh, in like habitats where they fall over and they, try, so they try to sit on the swing and they can't sit on the swing. It's the most adorable thing ever. It's so cute, but... Did you know that red pandas and uh, pandas are not related? I didn't know that. Red pandas are actually more related to raccoons than actual panda bears. I honestly, if you look at that picture on your, mm-hmm. that looks, yeah. that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, they're more related to raccoons, but recently, um, some scientists disproved that and oh. said they're not even related to raccoons. We learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they are aggressive. So I like that metaphor that females are aggressive when they're on their periods. Thank you. Thank you for telling uh, us that. Very, uh, at least they're accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Published on the 7th of February, the interview opened with she explaining, explicitly confirming that May's uh, red panda form was a metaphor for not just puberty, but also what we inherit from our moms and how we deal with the things we inherit from, we inherit from them. Uh, she further explained May is growing up caught between two worlds, east and west, but she at also, at this time in her life, she's blossoming into adulthood. And all of these changes are happening, not just to her body, but her relationships and her mom and her friends. Okay, when I saw this where it says plastic is drastic, justice for the earth, save the earth, I literally died of secondhand cringe. Yeah, I um, did too. Like, look at the face on the girl holding the plastic is drastic. She, that is the bitchiest, most <laughs> judgmental face I've ever seen in my entire life. And then her face holding up, that's literally the face of somebody who, uh, when she reaches dating age will go to her, if they get broken up with, will flatten your car tires. Uh, Yeah, also, I thought that was a dude right next to her, the white chick. I thought that was a dude, and then I realized that's a chick. Which one? The one that... Will save the earth? Yeah. No. That's a chick. That's a guy. It's a chick. It's gotta be a guy. It's a chick. Okay. Because, like, when you listed all the voice actors, 
They listed doesn't mean a, not a guy character. It could still be a girl playing a guy. It, they would never let a guy voice a girl now, I'm sure, but uh, they'll they'll let a girl voice a guy. Mm. Uh, so so uh, we'll go down here. We'll go over to this other article because uh, I'm praising them for telling a story about something that you know it's not just a woman taking over the role for a traditionally male character. They're telling a young woman's story. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a movie I care to see, but. I'm okay with that. I like, just want to... It's this issue. It's this thing from the Variety reviewer. That's mm-hmm. a little bit weird. Variety uh, reviewer Courtney Howard praises Pixar's Turning Red as unapologetically horny. Oh, boy. Um, according to Variety reviewer Courtney Howard, one of the highlights of Pixar's upcoming Turning Red is the fact that it is, quote unapologetically horny set to <laughs> red alert in Disney's Pixar's all image. Uh, Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll go down here and say set to hit theaters on March. Oh, Disney. Oh, my. They're not even It's another Disney. It's another Pixar movie that's not getting a theatrical release. It's going to Disney. No, Plus. we talked about it before. On March 11th, Turning Red follows the story of Mei Li, a young Chinese Canadian girl who finds herself in a not so subtle metaphor for human for female puberty during <laughs> turning into a red uh, a giant red panda anytime she finds herself overwhelmed with emotion. So we go down here, and then this is the Courtney Howard quote. It says Howard offered a questionable commentary on February 21st, taking her personal Twitter pray to praise uh, Turning Red as an early viewing of the film. Turning Red is hilarious, heartfelt, and unapologetically horny. Uh, I just want to die a little bit. It's 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 weird because the characters are very young, but it's also a theme of the. Th- I mean, we see movies where teens have premarital sex all the time. I know, but I just want to die a little bit each like, time. Like, remember every this. horror movie with teenagers? Are teenagers very- having sex? Christianity uh, kicks in. They said you'll die. Uh, and well, and well, Christianity in the form of like Jason Voorhees or, mm-hmm. or yeah, or or Michael Myers. Uh, so I mean, it's a weird commentary. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. She, I, I don't know what she meant by it, but I wouldn't because have ever said something like that. The reason why she said it. So there's a boy band that's called Four Town in this movie. Okay. So preteen girl in boy band. Put the math together. Yes. Uh, the posters in the room everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, so she right here, what they're doing is they're 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 framing this as like what she said was uh was creepy and pedophilic, I think is what they're trying to say, mm-hmm. or that it's weird. She's just making an observation. Do I think it's a it's an accurate observation? That's a terrible choice it, of words. But I wouldn't have I wouldn't have said it, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not uh, I'm not the thought police, I'm not the word police. Uh, but I did think it was a weird thing to say. It's a Wh- weird choice of words. Instead yes. of saying horny, can we use a different word? What's a different I, word? Even then, I don't know if it's necessarily like I, I get why people are kind of taken aback by her using that language, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm hesitant to judge the lady. I don't know anything about the 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 reviewer or what her past is. It's not my job to judge her, but well, it is weird to read something like that. But mm-hmm. this is the story of a pre or of like a teenage girl who's going through puberty so that's a word that kind of fits even if it's uncomfortable awkward and not something we would ever say you're right but if she got rid um rid of that word it still makes sense in her review yes if you read it without the word so pixar's turning red is hilarious heartfelt and unapologetic a sentimental story about parental problems puberty and pandas see it still makes sense yep it still makes sense without the word but she, she could have been saying it for like not attention, but uh, yeah. it draws it draws eyes to what she's saying to her mm-hmm. review. So yeah, I don't well, know. 
more clicks. Exactly. Like I'm hesitant to give a hot take. Like I said, it's not a hot take on my part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wouldn't have said something like that. Uh, but it is what it is. That's mm-hmm. that's that's. You're going to get into uncomfortable subject matter when you're talking about something as untoward in general as uh, preteen uh, sexual awakening and creepy stuff like that that we don't want to think about because we're adults now. So mm-hmm. it's not our job to think about that stuff because that's not what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And I love it how they drew her. Uh, stereotypically Asian. Uh, well, uh, the, isn't the point of animation that you exaggerate the features to? to yeah, get the point? but there was an article before where China got mad at this one animator who's from China that drew it like accurate how Chinese people look like. Yeah. So I'm surprised that Pixar actually drew it accurate. Like, well, we'll we'll see if I, I'm. There's plenty of time left for more. Uh, well, actually, no, it's like Disney, so they probably won't get backlash because Disney owns the media companies. Yeah. So well, we'll see. But yeah, as you're saying, like one, like that one girl that looks like the resting. Um, she has the resting, uh, bitch face. Mm-hmm. It, it's it is funny because I actually do know some girls who look like that. But I give her props. I like her outfit. I might buy that outfit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll see if that happens. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Jujutsu Kaisen. Let's go. Miracle's very excited about this mm-hmm, because it's a prequel. Okay. So, why don't you tell anyone what's going, what this is going to be about? So basically, it's a prequel about. Um, Tell them about the original first. So the original. So I searched up the summary because I'm not really familiar. I'm actually going to watch this now okay. because it caught more of my attention. But I briefly talked about it before. So the main, um, the main protagonist, uh, Utah, basically he has these like fingers from a demon. And he like consumes one of them, and he becomes cursed and becomes more powerful. Why did he consume his finger? That's how he gets powers. Okay, okay. don't. All right, don't judge don't, anime plots. I'm not. I'm not judging it. I just asked. Keep but, going. But um, basically, he does it so he can save the people in the high school. But as he does it, it like the demon slowly corrupts his soul. Okay. And they have to keep like monitoring him. Mm-hmm. And basically, that demon will disappear when all the fingers are all gone. So he has to keep on consuming these goddamn fingers. But um, the plot of it is Utah gains control of extreme powerful cursed spirit and gets enrolled into Tokyo Prefectural Jujitsu High School by source by sorcerers who help him control his power and keep an eye on him. Look how much more fun their movies and stuff are than ours. Well, it's more creative. Like they yeah, don't have to worry. So much more creative. They don't have to worry about like stupid shit like PC culture and all of that. Yep. Like if they want to draw a black character, they will. But it. Speaking about a black character, <laughs> did you know? Fun fact. Fun facts with Miracle. Did you know that the guy who was in Dragon Ball? The guy with the turban that has the big lips. Mm-hmm. Originally, he was colored black. I didn't know that. And then when they released it in the U.S., they said, no, you have to lighten up his color. So he turned out more purple. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Fun facts with Miracle. Mm-hmm. The- look, at, look at this piece down here. Look at how like, cool that bear looks. I know. Like, dude, why, U.S.? Like, some of them... Um, so I just watched this one um, Netflix anime series. It's called... Uh, extraterrestrial boys and girls okay and it's really good but i hate the art style i hate it what about it didn't you like it's like the new art styles but they draw the nose really ugly like and but the story's not bad so basically it's talking about somewhere in the future so i like this aspect all their cell phones are on the back of their hand that's kind of cool so there's one girl who's like live streaming so she's like 
I'm live streaming right now, and she's doing this. She doesn't need an actual phone. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean about the art style. Yeah, it's um, a funny art style, but I like the source. Um, I like the story. It's very creative. It talks about the future. So one of your um, main characters, Toya, um, he's the, one of the last kids to be born this, off which of one Earth. Is this from the extraterrestrial or is this from Jujutsu? No, this is from extraterrestrial. Okay. Get back to, let's go back to Sorry, what we are talking I about. Got, I was like, this is why I feel yeah, like... Yeah, we don't want to confuse people here. I know, but this is why I feel like anime is kind of cool because they don't have to worry about pc culture and that was like one of my they don't need us mm -hmm. um they really don't but yeah so jujitsu kaizen zero is actually a prequel and it starts like how it begins also uh before we go on this is proof that they don't need us it says new survey shows japanese audiences want hollywood to stay away from anime mm -hmm. uh because they don't need us yep. uh, so so good so it says the film which is based on the jujitsu kaizen zero uh uh prequel is it zero or oh I think it's zero. zero. Uh, manga by uh, Gage Akamati, Akatami. Mm -hmm. uh, is it how do you, is it? I don't know how to pronounce that first name. It look, it's not Gage, but it's G E G E. Where are we at? Um, Which article? Top, first one. The um, first one. Uh, I'm not going to get hung up on it. So it says, yeah, a nervous high school student who enrolls in the mysterious Toko, Tokyo Jiu Jitsu High School under the guidance of uh, Satoru uh, Gojo. Mm -hmm. uh, are After often being... haunted by the curse of his childhood friend. Mm -hmm. So it says, a more in-depth official synopsis begins, when they were children, Raika Orimoto was killed in a traffic accident right before the eyes of his close friend, Yuta Okatsu. It's pronounced Rika, but it's okay. Rika? Yeah. What did I say? Raika. Rika? Okay. Yeah, because it's kind of weird, the Japanese language. Okay. Well, I, I pronounce like an E. I'm, I'm, and people can yell at me all they want, but it's just like, it's, mm -hmm. it is what it is. It's a promise when we both grow up, we'll get married. Rika uh, became an apparition, and Yuta longed for his own death and suffering under, his, under her curse. But the greatest jujutsu sorcerer, Saturo, Saturo, yeah. Saturu uh, Gojo, uh, welcomed him into Jujutsu High. I, I apologize, guys, whenever we do read these things. It's like I, the hardest part. I'm um, terrible at names, but... Yeah we try like again we're trying you guys don't like, hey, you're please. the this should this should be you doing all this reading i'm not the anime or the manga well, guy i can't you pronounce are. names that well yeah it's it's, it's, it's so basically it goes it just goes in depth and it's like what the what's going to be going on it says it continues meanwhile the vile curse user uh who was expelled from the school for massacring ordinary people appears before yuta and and others this coming december 24th we shall carry out the night parade of 100 demons doesn't that just sound cooler oh than my god anything? they're doing the night parade of 100 demons i love that so that's actually from real japanese lore okay tell so, them about it so basically um there's also an anime series that's um i forgot what the anime series is but they talk about the hundred demon night parade mm -hmm. um basically it's in japanese yokai lore where where a bunch of yokais like basically do this little parade at night and they just walk along and they say beware because like these yokais are not that safe some of them will be safe some of them are not it just ranges but like it's a cute little like how that anime describe it it's basically like they're a bunch of warriors okay and but they're a bunch of demon spirits um and like weird creatures that do this weird parade but it is in japanese lore i love that aspect there you go that's so cool so they're doing the night parade so that'll be that's gonna be really interesting and mm -hmm. then we have this other article it says uh um, this was the older so the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero uh, mm -hmm. movie. The movie has bigger Japanese box office taken eleven days than any live action film in twenty twenty one. Yes. 
Yes. This is older. This is from uh, earlier last month. Mm-hmm. It seems even Japanese audiences are beginning to reject the Western media. What re, what Western media is selling as the recently re- released Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, the popular manga series uh, cinematic debut, uh, uh, but has debut not but debut mm-hmm. has made uh, more at the country's local box office in just eleven days than any live action film did throughout the entirety of twenty twenty one. Dude, branding and merchandise like um. You remember they're the, geniuses when it comes to branding and merchandise. It's so weird. Like, um, so like their merchandise and branding and collaborations, dude, it's like out of there. Like Jujutsu Kaisen, when I went, um, to it's like J- what Disney wishes it could be with its mm-hmm. products. Uh, yes. Disney does a fair job of it. But, they try, like, but they're very bad at like they're they piss off so much of their fan bases mm-hmm. now that they they don't ever, they don't mark cross promote as well as they used to. They tried, but when I went to Japan, Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, had a collaboration with the soda company. Okay. So if you look for a certain vending machine, you'll find it somewhere in the towns. Mm-hmm. Um, certain like vending machines will have a collaboration with that soda, and like the soda bottle will have a limited edition picture of a Jujutsu Kaisen. Like we poster. used to, like I mean, we do that here with like uh, they put like Batman on like at McDonald's toys and stuff like that. Yeah, and, but that's only the toys. They go but, extreme with and it. They used to do that on on like cans, like like Game Fuel would have video yeah, game. They'll stuff do that on there. sometimes, but yeah. like um back on the Disney thing, yeah. Disney tried to. So you remember that game that I downloaded? Uh, yes. Disney Twisted World. Yep. So before that game debuted in the U.S., um, Disney was like selling their merchandise. So they had like a bunch of dolls. But if you look for those dolls now, because they're like keychain size, mm-hmm. if you want to buy a whole set, it's over a thousand dollars. Wow. Because they're only a limited edition. Jeez. That's what they try to do. But um, Japan tends to do that a lot when they say there's a limited edition stuff. That's how like they build their fan base. Limited edition. I try to find the cheaper yes. ones. She does. <laughs> so it's it's it says uh, with the return only roughly two weeks in the theaters, Jujutsu Kaisen has managed to outperform every live action released in the region in 2021, including the live action adaptation of Tokyo Revengers, 39 million, mm-hmm. uh, Fast Nine, 33 million, No Time to Die, 22 million, and Venom: Let There Be Carnage, 15 million, Marvel's Eternals, 10 million, <laughs> Shang Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings, 9 million. <laughs> Because nobody gives a crap about the. Uh, I was fine with Shang Chi. Legend uh, Eternals was. That well, was uh, that was the finger adaptation. For- well, Shang Chi, <laughs> they changed the story. So Remember, much. it's Shang Chi. People kept correcting me. It's Shang. Fine, Shang Chi. Um, basically, they got the story wrong. So, like, you know how he has ten rings, but mm-hmm. they use it. So this is kind of like a cute little. Uh, martial arts Easter egg that they did. So they made it into brasses. And that's actually, they Brass- got. What? Brasses. Bracelets? Bracelets. I can't word right now. Brasses. <laughs> They're brass bracelets. I made up a word. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone, man. But uh, basically, um, that's actually an Easter egg from this one movie that's called Kung Fu Hustle. And, brasses. Like, can you leave me alone? Yeah, I, I'm done. I'm done. I <laughs> okay. apologize. No, it's going to haunt me later. But um, basically, one of the characters, he was trying to defend the village, and he has that weapon. So they were doing inspiration by that. Mm-hmm. But in the comic books for Shang-Chi, it's actually 10 rings okay. on his fingers. And how it becomes powerful, because each ring has a spirit in them. So like one of them is a... Uh, a spirit and it lets you levitate another spirit for super strength 
but in that movie they didn't explain why it's powerful yeah the art is so much cooler here than on just about anything we've got coming out right now exactly like if you look at all the manga series of anything like name anything there's even the sports anime is legit cooler than what we're getting yep it's it's the truth of the matter mm-hmm. um I, also i do before we go on i want to point out like i said this this survey is really funny it says mm-hmm. japanese audiences want hollywood to stay away from anime just stay away hollywood you can't do it you're too you're too hung up on identity politics you're too hung up on social messaging mm-hmm. you don't know how to have fun you don't know how to make people laugh anymore all you do is make people cringe and sad yeah uh so just just stop uh the results of her uh, you know what if you want to keep ruining uh everything else that's fine mm-hmm. uh i i take what i can from what you make i there's certain things that uh, like i enjoyed uncharted i thought that was fine you didn't ruin that uh dog was okay uh spider-man no way home was good but mm-hmm. in general it, you have lost the you faith. You ruined Dragon Ball you, well, and Death Note. It's, uh, it's, I'm still mad about Death Note. And she has every right to be. Mm-hmm. So it says, the results of a recent survey conducted amongst Japanese audiences is a real that a significant number of respondents want Hollywood to stop adapting uh, anime and manga for the silver screen. Uh, conducted by Japanese video streaming guide uh, One Screen, the survey asked 1,000 men and women in their teens, uh, in their teens from the teens to the 60s nationwide a simple question. What anime manga would you like to see live action in Hollywood in the future? And in response, nearly half of those surveyed answered, none. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I actually, because I I had no connection to the source material, didn't hate Ghost in the Shell, but I didn't have any connection to that, you know, to the original. So it is what it is. Well, Ghost in the Shell, there was this upset because it was a white woman playing a asian woman role but but it's not it's not technically an asian woman role right it's it's she's a cyborg she's a cyborg but also you guys have to remember like most anime they tend to draw them very white-ish yes so you can't be mad you can't be mad they draw them a little bit white-ish like their favorite characters they love to draw is the stereotypical blonde yep that's their favorite um art style they like to do and like come on on admit it to me nobody has huge eyes like that (laughs) nobody has huge eyes or big boobs like that unless like you're anomaly in asia this thing okay all right all right all right just so the the fact of the matter is uh miracle will keep your eye on jujitsu kaizen uh to see how that comes out do you want to watch it because some theaters will release it if it's a movie not a show possibly yeah uh but then i'm gonna want to see sub or i'm gonna want to see dub and you're gonna want to see sub it's okay i can do dub Uh, because like um extraterrestrial um boys and girls i was watching it in dub okay it's not bad. i know i know i'm not a purist i know i'm lame for liking sub i hate uh, i or i hate for for wanting to do dub but mm-hmm. i understand so uh i've uh, we're gonna do podluck let's, pod do, luck. let's do podluck uh this story's really funny fans call out age gap between tom holland and his on-screen mum because we're on lad bible mm-hmm. in new series first of all tom the hair's got to go yeah I the see hair what you mean. has got to go i see dude. what you mean that hairstyle doesn't look good on him no it does not uh so it says tom holland will start a new apple plus tv series the crowded room but people are a little bit confused with who's been cast to play his mum. i like saying mum whenever i read mum. one of these articles uh holland plays the lead in the anthology series which will explore inspirational stories of those who have struggled and learned to successfully live with mental illness and emmy rossum will play his mom now if you're wondering why that's weird that's because emmy rossum is my age uh uh roughly so go on 
IMDb. Uh, go on IMDb and please look up Emmy Rossum. Beautiful can, woman. Can uh, I can I explain to people? About yeah, she's something? thirty-five. Go ahead. Dude, it's a fictional character. Who cares about her so, real age? It says, the announcement has raised a lot of eyebrows, namely because the shameless star, Rossum, is only 35, making her less than 10 years older than her son, Holland. Uh, I think everyone here with half a brain can guess why this is. Um, uh, it says, taking the social media, people share their, bewilder be their bewilderment with some what some are calling sexism and ageism in Hollywood because these are lame activists. And remember, you should not just be not an activist. You should be actively anti-activist on social media. That's true. But also, this kind of reminds me, you remember Ma uh, Last Man Standing with yes. Tim Allen? Yep. So you remember how in the first season they had a different actress as for his back or for kayla or, or whatever the oldest daughter yes yeah so the oldest daughter the first actress they had she didn't want to do it because she felt like she wasn't right for the role because she said i'm too young to be a mom i'm not a mom yet yeah. i'm too young for that age so i don't want to play this role but this is what's funny is we see things all the time about mm -hmm. look how young tom cruise looks for his age look how young yeah. keanu reeves people the, it's not set in stone you can play a different age than you actually are exactly. but in this case there's, there's a simpler explanation they're flashbacks she she's not playing his mom in current year she's playing his mom at a younger age when he was <laughs> exactly one, <laughs> one person noted more nonsense in the casting of young woman and not old not old enough to play the mother of a 25 year old a middle-aged woman losing out again they're invisible on screen no they're not uh the 355 is all middle-aged women half the action heroes of today's are all middle-aged women mm -hmm. you're wrong uh another said emmy rossum is 35 and tom holland is 25 what is this nonsense i love just the lack of fun like you could tell these people are fun at parties like these people just love to just be a freaking buzzkill with everything a third added emmy rossum is tw 35 and tom holland is 25 i assume the focus of the film is the trauma of emmy rossum's character giving birth at the age of 10. <laughs> well okay uh, if they want to argue about like how young she is as a mom compared to him because they're only 10 years apart you remember that movie justin timberlake i would love if this was my mom yeah imagine that's a joke that's a joke Okay. The Hollywood mom. This kind of reminds me of Aunt May, but whatever. Yes. Uh, hot, hot, hot Aunt, Aunt May. Hot Aunt May. If this was my, uh, if this was my uh, Hollywood mom, yes. Hot Aunt but May. But you remember that movie with Justin Timberlake, the movie called um, In Time? Basically. Yes. That, yes. Basically that movie, everybody stops aging at age 26. Yeah. So you have a grandma who still looks 26, a mom that still looks 26, <laughs> and the, then you have the daughter. The casting directors were like, this is going to be awesome. We don't, have to, we don't have to do any casting of older people. Mm -hmm. so, it, it sounds like the, uh, the outrage might be premature, though. According to the writer, uh, Karina uh, Adley McKenzie, Rossum scenes will be in flashbacks, which makes more sense for the peculiar casting. I did find <laughs> this, though. This is really funny. 25 movies where age differences between actors who played parents and their children is totally ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, my favorite was this one from Alexander. Uh, it's uh, Angelina Jolie is 29 and Colin Farrell's 28. <laughs> 
and they're like there's like really weird and uncomfortable like uh pedophile like you know like incestual tension in that movie yeah. i've never seen it but that's like what they're talking about in it it says in the back to the future so 24 and 24 she looks like 30 years older than him there though uh so 25 and 21 from brokeback mountain with uh no offense um, i don't like that actress the one for the when she was like 21 i didn't like her in uh Fantastic Four and uh, American. Kate Mara. Yeah. Kate, look at they. They spelled. I was like, who's Katamara? Oh, Kate Mara. Um, this is us. Many more is like thirty six. Yeah, she has like three kids that are older, older than her. Yeah. So they just. They, this is very common in Hollywood. This is not something that's new, and it's not just. Look at this is not just women either. There's uh, uh Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing the dad of of Jensen Eccles who's 27 mm -hmm. of course there's a reason for that in those you know that's yeah. uh, 40 and 31 34 and 24 uh you can look different than your age you can you don't you know uh, Keanu Reeves doesn't look like he's in his 50s and a uh, plenty of actors don't look their age so you can age them up or age them down it's kind of the same thing as like when they talk about how you have to be uh if you're gonna play a uh, uh, a straight person you have to be straight or if you're gonna play a gay person you have to be gay no you don't you're acting this is ages they love they love the ist they, they love to bring up ists and phobes for all of this stuff so mm -hmm. uh, I just I got I thought you'd get a huge kick out of this well, being that, um Okay, my opinion is, if you're a good actor, just play the role. Exactly. Just shut up and play and the role. And if they can make you look like the character, that's fine. Ooh, um, uh, Colin Farrell is about to play the Penguin, and they're going to have to put him in a fat suit. Uh, is that uh, they're taking the role away is that from... that fat-phobic? They will say that. They will say, Less so because it's the guy. Mm -hmm. uh, so he, he's uh, invisible because... Uh, remember, body positivity is only for women. Body positivity is not for men. Uh, fat men are not allowed to... to to feel, feel fat positive, uh, only women are. I just want to, I just want to uh, forfeit. Um, so uh, people are going over the top, and I'm, of course, I'm adding to it by us reporting in this. But I did think it was funny that they, uh, uh, that the people like jumped to a conclusion here. But in a way, it's not unfounded because this has been part of Hollywood's past. But yes, she is not playing his mom in current years. She, it's a flashback, mm -hmm. so it'll be fine. People need to stop. They, they worry too much. So uh, I it's do. It's not like they're gonna have a sassy times no oh, that's creepy uh but you know like it's the the point is they're not the same age uh but it's it's not a thing it's mm -hmm. fine so uh i do have one more thing that got me very excited as you know i i, I talked about the show justified and they're uh bringing it back for a 10 episode i believe 10 episode uh mini run called justified uh city of primeval which is based on a very specific elmore leonard book it won't take place uh in Kentucky, where the show originally takes place, this one takes place in Detroit. Uh, there's side characters in that show that are from Detroit. Mm -hmm. And so this uh, this primeval will take place in Detroit. And apparently, Quentin Tarantino might direct some of those episodes. Nice. So are they going to cast, like, the original actors? Or the original uh Yeah, Timothy Oliphant is back. Uh, I believe he's the only one because mm -hmm. the rest of the characters are based in Kentucky. Oh. And the, so they'll they don't need them mm -hmm. for that one. And I don't think they're going to invite Nick Searcy anyways because of, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the other one, that's a bummer too because uh, Erica Tezel 
and uh, Robbie Pitts, who played the other two uh, uh, U.S. Marshals in that show, were fantastic and underutilized. So it would have been cool to see them come back and get to play more, uh, you know, more important characters. But I haven't read the Elmore Leonard story that this yeah. is based off of, so I don't know how relevant they would be. So it says, beloved director Quentin Tarantino is reportedly in talks to direct some episodes of FX's upcoming Justified Revival series, Justified City Primeval. The limited series will will see Timothy Oliphant. Uh, oh, it's Oliphant. I, I was. I, it looks like Oliphant to me. Yeah. Uh, return to the role of Deputy U.S. Marshal Raylan Givens, an old school lawman who tends to shoot first and avoid asking questions entirely. And you can see Tarantino helm one or two episodes, according to a report for de- from Deadline. Should the talks yield results, Justified City Primeval could see tw- Tarantino reunite with Timothy Oliphant, who he worked with. Uh, they worked with on one Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which yeah. was Tarantino's last movie. Um, it, and what's funny here is it fits because Tarantino's a big dialogue guy and one of the ways in this show uh, the, one of the things that this show succeeded on very very well was that it had fantastic uh, very very unique very very um, distinct dialogue between yeah. characters meaning that nobody sounded like Givens and nobody sounded like Boyd Crowder's character or, or by uh, Walton Goggins' character, Boyd mm-hmm. Crowder. They all had these distinct cadence and tone. It felt very natural and in-world, and you got lost in, in the way things were said on the show. Yeah. And that's definitely something that Tarantino's good at. The idea of Tarantino directing several episodes of Justified Revival Series seems less of a surprise when you learn of the filmmaker's love of Elmore Leonard, who wrote the books that the show is based on. Yep. Um, he created the character of Raylan Givens. Uh, Tarantino uh, has optioned several of Leonard's works for adaptation over the years, even using the novel um, Rum Punch for inspiration behind making Jackie Brown. Justified first premiered in FX back in 2010, lasting 78 episodes. Uh, guys, it's on Hulu. Go watch it. Watch uh, it, go, y'all. Go watch it. It's really, really good. Uh, if for no other reason than just the scenes between uh, Oliphant and uh, Goggins, uh, the characters of Givens and... Um, in Crowder, it's it's that good. Uh, the show stars Oliphant as Raylan Gibbons, a tough U- deputy U.S. marshal who enforces his own Old West style of justice. <laughs> that series revolves around the inhabitants and culture of the Appalachian Mountains area of eastern Kentucky mm-hmm. and the illegal going on, goings-on which Raylan must thwart using his wits, bullets, and of course his trusty cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very respectful. Uh, the All the characters are extremely fleshed out. The world feels very lived in and full, mm-hmm. meaning like if you go look at the cast list, there's only like five main cast members, but yeah. every guest star has at least 20 episodes mm-hmm. under their belt. So every character, the the episodes feel very full, yeah. rich, and lived in. Like you feel like you're actually in a city where these people are inhabiting it, not where an actor walks onto a set and then you know, and then you, they do their scene and then they walk off. Yeah. It feels as if you're experiencing it. So mm. the drama series received critical acclaim through its run, thanks in large part to Timothy Oliphant's stellar performance performance his co-star walton goggins i would say walton goggins has an even more uh memorable not memorable performance but his uh character was originally only supposed to be in just the pilot yeah and he did such a good job and the directors liked him so much that he became a series regular uh right after and then became uh the essentially the biggest part of the biggest focus of the show Mm -hmm. besides uh givens so it says um 
during its run, Justified was nominated for eight Primetime Emmy Awards with two wins for Margot Martindale's performance of Mags Bennett and Jeremy Davies' performance of as Dickie Bennett. Both of them fantastic good guy, or excuse me, playing fantastic bad guys or yeah. bad guy and bad girl, uh, if it were. Uh, but then I also want to point out one thing. It would be weird because one thing that this show did very well was that Graham Yost, uh, the guy who produced it, uh, they were very receptive to like actor feedback about dialogue. So they would rework scenes sometimes on the day. Uh, it's like as far as the way dialogue was written. Uh, so they were very open to uh, imp- improvisation and change. Mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino doesn't do improvisation and change. That's not really his thing. So we would have to see uh, if he made p- them do things, you know, directly to the script, uh, follow the words to the letter, mm-hmm. or would they be allowed to to make uh, slight changes? We will see. But there was like this old article that says only one actor has ever been allowed to improvise a scene in a Quentin Tarantino film. Uh, and it just goes down and explains like how that happened. Uh, it says, you don't have to be a movie expert to know that Quentin Tarantino is made some of the best movies that have brought in millions, but Tarantino has a particular style of making films and wants to do certain things that his cast might not always agree with. Mm-hmm. Some actors and actresses have even chosen not to work with him. So he is very uh, strict with his with his directing style. So we will see if, if this uh, how this works out, but I am particularly really excited, but the problem is because this is like brand new news, it's going to be a long, I'm sure it'll be a, a long time. We'll be well into episode several hundred by the time this comes out, I'm yeah. sure. So we'll see, but uh, uh, you will. We'll probably review it on here. In fact, I might even get try to get you to watch the original series through uh, beforehand. You'll probably be able to follow it either way. Yeah, but maybe they might do a fast forward. Well, it it it's, it takes place eight years after the original show. Mm-hmm. So we will we will see what happens. I'm very excited. Yes, so it's gonna be good. So interesting. That was a good show. It was because we got to talk about new and old. Yes, uh, a little bit of everything today. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, guys, I'm really excited for the Batman that is coming this week. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have more news about it tomorrow. There'll be different stories. I'm sure we'll have probably one a day, but we'll see. Uh, I'm very excited. So uh, it's gonna be a good week. I'm excited. Miracle. Yes, yes, I'm excited for it. Looked like you were staring off into space for a second there. A little bit. Okay. A little well, bit. why don't you go ahead and share with everyone your social media so they know where they can find you? I don't have social media because it rots your brain. Wow, two finger point Ooh. today for the for the podcast listeners. Uh, she does the finger point whenever she does her her outro. So thank you. Yes. Yes, uh, guys. If you want to follow me on social media, even though it rots your brain, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. Uh, then go to the YouTube page, uh, subscribe to the channel, like the videos, leave comments there. That's Pop Culture Crisis on YouTube. After you've done that, you go into the description box, and that is where you can find the link to the Spotify playlist that has the entire uh, the entirety of the catalog, every episode, start to finish. Uh, it really is the best way to listen to the show, in my opinion. Uh, there's a lot of great stuff there, and also you can find us on not just Spotify, but also on Amazon Music, on Apple Podcasts. We are also on Pandora. And if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter at popculture underscore show. And then you can also make Dane, who will be here tomorrow, very happy by following us on Facebook and on TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis. And we will see you tomorrow with a new episode. See you then, guys. Bye. Bye.